This episode of Keeping It Real is brought to you by GoGo's Bootcamp. Are you a real estate agent looking for the very best media training program on the planet? GoGo Bethke is considered the top Instagram realtor in the country, and her step-by-step training program will take your social media game to the next level. Keeping It Real listeners receive a special discount, so please visit gogopodcast.com. That's G-O-G-O podcast.com for your special discount. And now, on with the show. Welcome to Keeping It Real, the largest podcast made by real estate agents and for real estate agents. My name is DJ Paris. I am your guide and host through the show. And today is our regular monthly coaching moments with Ryan D'April. Now, if you're not yet familiar with Ryan or if you're new to the show, Ryan comes on every single month to give our listeners and our viewers a coaching moment and a coaching session. Uh, let me tell you about Ryan. Uh, Ryan D'April is a progressive thought leader focused on providing for his agents and his staff at D'April Properties. His strengths are his motivational skills, his coaching style, and his dedication to training. Um, He has 14 offices throughout the Chicagoland area and also in Wisconsin, Indiana, and Michigan with hundreds and hundreds of top producers. Uh, D'April Properties is a coaching company with eight strategic coaches who work week in and week out with every agent individually focused on business planning, coaching, and accountability. If you'd like to take your career to the next level, or if you're just not getting the attention you need, check out D'April Properties. Visit dapralproperties.com. Welcome once again, Ryan. Thank you, DJ. appreciate you having me. And for everyone who's who's watching this and not listening, you can see Ryan's got a, a whole setup now with a microphone. It's very you have like a nicer setup than me, so now I, I have to upgrade my. Uh, I know I know what I'm asking Santa for this year is a, be- a better equipment. <laughs> I had our, uh, our 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 head of branding uh, watch our last broad podcast, and she said, "What are you doing?" She's like, <laughs> "The camera's up your nose." <laughs> so she took control, and all of a sudden here. The, 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 the microphone you're using is actually called a Yeti. And I, uh, when I first started this podcast, um, that's the exact, po- uh, the exact microphone I used to use. So that's a good one to definitely, right. it's a great, it's a great mic. Uh, anyway, Yetis well, hold so, my cocktails in the summertime. That's that, well, that's, that's a, that's the other type no of relation. Yeti, yeah. Okay. I am. Uh, <laughs> I actually. Uh, that's going to be the stocking stuffer. Well, I shouldn't announce it, but uh, that'll be. Well, it's already said. It. That'll be the stocking stuffer. These Yeti mugs for everyone in my family this year. So, um, those are not cheap. I thought those were. I thought those were a little cheaper, but I already committed to it. So, anyway, um, enough talk about microphones and uh, and mugs and and coolers. Um, so you know, this is you know we're we're finishing up 2020. Obviously, a very a very unusual year, of course, for a lot of different reasons, but um, also from a real estate perspective, at least here in the Chicagoland area, has been, I don't know, a pretty strong year uh, real estate-wise. And of course, we we don't want to undermine, of course, all of the people struggling in all the right. different ways people are struggling, but uh, real estate's been pretty strong. Um, so I was thinking, you know, and, and we were talking about this before the show is, you know, I always love to know like what you, you spend your day coaching and training and you have hundreds mm-hmm. of agents. And I'm always interested to know, like, what are you telling people, uh, yeah. your agents, um, you know, how are you prepping them for next year? What are you helping mm-hmm. them do? Where are they struggling? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, as, as you said, you know, this was a boom year for us in real estate and, yeah. You know, I'm also in the mortgage lending. I'm in the title business as well. And um, 
So all around, you know, I'm uh, just counting my blessings and yeah. feeling very grateful for the industry I picked and, and, and have a lot of empathy for uh, the restaurant owners and the uh, yeah. people in the travel industry. And uh, I have friends in both those industries and it's, it's, it's tough. And it reminds me a lot about uh, 2008 and what happened during the great recession. Um, but you know, it was, it was a, uh, it was a record year for us in real estate and, you know, we're in many markets, right? We cover Chicago, the city, we cover the suburbs, uh, in Indiana, Wisconsin. And so real estate's hyper-local. So it's different from the city and the vertical condo buildings to the sprawled out areas or the second home markets that we serve, you know, some areas are flat, some are, um, it's a, you know, it's a seller's market. And so, you know, what we're telling our agents, it really depends. Now, there's one common thing amongst everybody is that, you know, in real estate, mortgage lending for that matter, in fact, any industry that's in sales, um, where you are, you know, dependent upon yourself and generating the business, um, you have to have that marathon mindset. And always remember that it is truly the basic and the mundane that's going to continually push you forward. Um, you know, and I think the biggest thing that we're telling our agents, like you asked, and it's really focusing on accountability with them and structure. I, you know, I, I love our industry and the freedom and the flexibility that it gives us. Um, but it also is the downfall for the majority of us. I mean, that 80-20 rule is hard to escape. You know, 20% of the real estate agents sell 80% of the real estate. And I tell every one of our agents and our loan officers and our title reps that we are coaching that that is simply a choice. It is simply a choice to be in, uh, to be in that 20%. Um, but you know, you don't have to go it alone. And that's why we provide the coaching and the accountability and the structure to help people because the, the human mind is a funny thing and it's not the economy, right? It's not the pandemic. It's not the great recession that we're battling. It's, it's our mindset yeah. that we are constantly battling. It's ourselves, me included in that. And so we just found in this industry, you know, we vertically integrated our companies, you know, um, in terms of, you know, bringing coaching in-house, you know, the marketing, of course, is in-house, the, the technology, the CRM technology we built is in-house. And, you know, we, we also integrated the lending and the title business part of it, but um, it's just such a lone wolf type of business. Uh, and it's been designed like that. And I don't know where it started, but it is. It's that it's 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 different than most other sales environments where the say if you are in pharmaceutical sales, you're selling the company's product. You know, in real estate, you the agent, you're the brand. Uh, that's yeah. a great thing, but um, it comes with a price, you know. And um, we've just invested so much time and money into a structure to give that agent that that comfort uh, and that accountability. But the agent has to choose to have it. I mean, you could even join our company and, and not take advantage of any of the things that are available. Cause if you're, if you don't show up, right. If you don't show right. up for your business, you don't show up to the company that's there to support you. It's, it's, it's not going to do you any good. So, you know, we're probably 20% psychology, 80% performance coaching um, and, you know, helping people get there. And again, the thing it's, you know, what we're telling them is that 2021 is going to be uh, a record year. We feel it's going to be another record year. And, you know, these rates are ridiculous. Yeah. It is a great time to buy. Uh, it is a great time to sell and upgrade as well at the same time. Um, I think, you know, when you're purchasing homes, you should be purchasing home, not investment property. You know, when you're purchasing homes, you should be looking and focusing on quality of life and what you want to get out of it um, and think of it for the long term. 
And when you're selling real estate as a broker, um, your number one objective is to be that person that's uh, liked and trusted by that network and top of mind uh, so that when they do decide to transact that you're the person that they call. Yeah, boy, you just said so many things. I, I want to just touch on a couple of them because you you want to unpack some of this. Um, you, you mentioned you talking about you know you're really Diable Properties is a real estate company, but but how you define it is a coaching company. And yeah. I was thinking about you were mentioning that this is kind of a funny industry in the sense that you know you get your license, you hang it with you know whichever firm you're, you're you've chosen, and then yeah, you are still sort of a lone wolf. Now you there's exceptions because you could join an existing team, and and yes, the, those situations yeah. do exist. But for the vast majority of agents, they don't do that. They they started a firm, and I was thinking back to when I started as a financial advisor at Morgan Stanley a million right. years ago. Um, I was not Same a lone thing. wolf, and that's it's a very similar kind of industry yeah. in a sense. But I did ne I never felt right. alone, and and I yeah. was. I, yeah. And because so of the industry. Yeah. Right. There's industry, a trend. Our, yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry. No, no, you're, you're, you're so right. Is that it, it is interesting. And I hadn't ever thought of it until you just mentioned it, but this idea that, you know, most of our agents, you know, we don't see them at our, our firm. We have hundreds and hundreds agents too. And of course the pandemic has made it more difficult for people to come in, but um, still most of our agents are, are, you know, lone wolves as well. We're here to support them and train them, but it's up to them to take advantage of it. And I was also thinking that um, the same personality that, oftentimes is drawn to real estate. And of course, there's lots of different personalities that are drawn to real estate, but the outgoing person who wants to work directly with their, their clients and, and help them and, and, you know, meet their needs and find them the best home or help them sell their home um, is oftentimes that same personality tends, maybe isn't so great at, you know, coaching or, or, or being, you know, or, or finding a coach or accountability, as you mentioned, um, you know, that we all have temperaments, we have different personality traits and styles. There's, there's things that are easier for each of us and diff more difficult. And if you think like professional athletes, you know, every professional athlete has a coach and they're already excellent at, at what they do. Um, they still need somebody to hold them accountable and show them how to do things. Um, of course, you know, it would make sense that real estate agents would need the same. Yeah. And you know, there's so many different platforms out there for realtors to pick from. And, um, and, you know, I have found through doing this now for 15 plus years is that, a lot of them can be a distraction. You know, it's, um, you know, having a personal assistant, right? Um, we found there, there are some people that are made for it, but the majority aren't. And so, right. you know, we provide that marketing assistant, that person that works as an assistant to our agent, because, you know, the HR element, the hiring, the firing, take them through the personality tests yeah, and all the things that, you know, there are books and real estate written about, you know, you know, do the disc assessment on this person that you're going to hire and the personality test. Well, what kind of person are you? Are, are you a salesperson? Are you coming to look, come in and, and, and make some money? Or are you looking to be a all around business owner? And it depends on the individual that you are, right? You know, and you know, there are a number of agents out there that make a tremendous amount of money and make a great living. And they don't deal with those types of things. And they don't want to deal with it because they know the wheelhouse. There's others that do, but they have a staff. But you know, they, they're managing a staff, they're handling HR issues, hiring issues, firing issues, yeah. retraining issues, et cetera. And so you got to decide, you know, what it is that you want. Um, and, and then, you know, and really explore and look at all the different options that are out there. And then what's the point? There's a lot of uh, big teams out there and um, the jury's still out with me, at least. Uh, I think there's a point of diminishing return. 
sometimes for that. And I've talked to a lot of big team leaders as well. And I see the amount of time and, you know, some of them said to me, they, they forgot, you know, and they're almost too far into it, but they, they got into the real estate business because they wanted the freedom, the flexibility and the income. Uh, but all of a sudden here, they are, they're managing 10 agents right. on their team and they're right. working seven days a week. And, uh, you know, you know, I've had a conversation with a couple more, they're making a similar amount of money as a couple of our independent agents that, um, do less volume, but they're keeping more of it. And, uh, you know, it's offset with the assistance that we provide them. So it's a complicated business. It's a lot. I do think in that Merrill Lynch environment, that financial services industry, there is more of a structure. And I think people tend to be more successful in those business because of it. I think people are more successful with the structure. And that's why we designed yeah. our company around coaching and accountability. A lot of companies where it's just, it's a numbers game, get the people in, get the people in, get the people in mm-hmm. and throw it at a wall and see what sticks. Um, you know, anybody can be a success at this business. Angela Duckworth says, um, uh, you know, enthusiasm is common. Um, endurance is rare. And, you know, we talk about effort and you can't coach effort, but you also have to take in consideration that, you know, again, the mind is a funny thing. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's a great tool. It's a terrible master and all those cliches that are out there. So we want to try to be that well that our agents could come back to and talk to. And, you know, we also say coaching shouldn't be something you're afraid of as well. It's not like you're coming into a gym or yelling at you to do another push-up. Um, you know, sometimes we're just going to have a conversation about, you know, what your blocks are, what your limiting beliefs are, what's holding you back. Um, you know, this, this shit's real that our agents go through and the stress that they go through and the stress that they take on uh, with their clients and all that's going on in the domino effect. And sometimes when you're coaching agents, you have to, you have to pause and, and let them vent and, and guide them through that and let them know what a great job they're doing. And then, and then get back at the next coaching session. Okay. Let's go back to the mundane. Let's get, let's get back. Your marketing's running. That's on autopilot. How you doing with your interaction with your network? Is it systematic? Is it habitual? Um, being habitual, it, 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 having the right habits is the key to success in life. And I tell my, yeah. my daughters that, and my daughters are still girls, little girls right now. And, you know, teenagers turning into young women. So I'm not over the board with them. I'm letting them have their bad habits and, um, enjoy their time. But I try to teach them when they ask me what I'm doing and why I'm doing it and why I'm doing it at a certain time. Cause I tell them, cause I say, guys, it's on autopilot. And that way I have so much freedom in my life because I'm disciplined. And for all the agents that are out there, you know, what is called uh, live flow, uh, being in touches and connecting with the people in your network. It's a very simple formula that uh, I didn't create. And a lot of people, um, you know, coach and teach and other coaching platforms and the philosophies, it's all the same. Um, if, if you're going at a network based type of revenue stream, which I think is the easiest form to go about, um, certainly the least expensive way to do it. It is. I mean, it's, it's maybe a little bit longer, maybe six months longer, Sure, but it's a lot less expensive and it's a lot more reliable. Yeah. You do get to a tipping point, you know, and I do see some of our, our top producing agents, you know, some 30 million, $35 million, 25 million, $40 million producers in this company, you know? Um, their habits aren't as good as they were when they first started. Sure. But 
it's because they don't have to. It's because they still have the habits and it's not the, you know, it's not what we put them through when they were first here. And there's that tipping point. There's that snowball. You know, the business gets better every year that you're in it. Yeah. And um, it should continually grow if you're doing the right things. Um, and you do have to understand that you are in a lead generation business. Yep. Your number one priority to yourself and your family is to generate leads. And it's very simple to generate those leads. Just create relationships. Yeah, with your that's network. all it is. Yeah it, yeah, it just create relationships and make sure that those people just know that this is what you do and stay in touch yeah. with them, care about them. Um, you talked about endurance. I mean, everything's about endurance. That's why you know you yeah. talk so much about discipline and habits. Um, and you know, it's funny. So for most of my life, I am not naturally inclined to exercise. Um, I, I've played sports my whole life. I can. I still play. I'm a tennis player. But other than that, that's. I don't. I don't it doesn't really get me strong and doesn't really give me endurance. It just keeps me active a couple days a week. So I really wasn't lifting weights or exercising. And I realized that I was coming home tired. I'm, I'm now, you know, uh, 44 and uh, don't have quite the energy I used to. And, and I just wasn't in shape. And, but I hated going to the gym because it's really difficult. It's painful. It's just not something I like to do, uh, but it's something I know is important. So finally, I just, this year to said, I'm getting a trainer and as incredibly expensive as it is for me. Um, and I, 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 you know, I spend a fortune on it, but it is, it's the best investment I've made really this year because I, I, you know, like you were saying, you know, coaching when you go to a gym, isn't, isn't always fun and mine still isn't fun, but because I have a structure and an account, I have accountability, I'm paying for it. I have somebody who's going to be there. And that means if I'm not there, then I mean, I'm assuming she probably still gets paid, but but I'm wasting her time. So I have an accountability to her. Also, you know, I, it's not something I really can do for myself on my own. Some people can do it. I just can't. So I I now I'm doing this. And yes, it's 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 a bit of money, but um my energy is is higher to where I can now spend that with my friends, family, for my own personal time, what my business, whatever. Um but I, I have more energy now. And so it's a really simple thing, work out, get more energy and you'll do more. But I had to hire somebody to do that. And then we're really talking about coaching. And, um, you know, at a lot of firms there, there is no upfront cost. If you get, you know, like your firm, you guys don't charge fees for coaching. That's just how, what you want to do to help make your agent successful. Um, and a lot of firms really don't have that. Well, the, I mean, that's where I were integrate, like, like I said about vertically integrating, there's a lot of uh, great you know, coaching platforms out there from uh, Buffini to uh, there's two fairies. There's a Mike and a Tom. I Mike believe, and Tom. Right? Yeah. Right. Dad yep. and son. Um, you know, there's ninja um, selling. There's, there's a lot ninja of them. selling. Yeah. What am I thinking? Yeah. Ninja selling. Um, and uh, they're great. I just think um, it's important as the brokerage that that's, that should be our, ours, our key differentiator is that this is how we set ourselves apart. Um, that, you know, you, you don't have to sign up and, and pay for coaching that's available to you. Um, and on, on a regular basis of a weekly basis, the only trick is you just have to sh show up. Yeah. Um, and if you are, um, like you said, spending money on a coach, um, reword that and say it's investing. You're investing money yeah. in a coach. Um, yeah. And then think about every time you do that, you know, you're putting, you're putting it into a bank. And you're going to get an interest on it and you're going to get a return on it. That coaching is a wonderful thing. All those uh, uh, companies that I just mentioned are, are wonderful companies and they provide, uh, a pro you know, wonderful uh, value to their customers, the real estate agents or loan officers who, loan officers who are receiving it. Um, 
And, you know, it's a passion, I think. I'm certain of them. I can speak to ourselves. Uh, we're very passionate about it. We're very passionate about, you know, kind of having these breakthrough with our agents and and seeing their aha moments and um, and working with them and helping them kind of learn, you know, the mindset issues, but also the skill set, you know, get focused about the lead generation and the live flow and explain the importance of that. But then get in the skill set of converting, you know, and how do you convert? What's your style of converting, you know, and uh, is you, you have a soft style? Do you have a hard direct style? There's no right or wrong. Everybody has a natural style, but what's your style? And then how do you sharpen those tools? Mm -hmm. um, you know, also uh, when it comes to converting, you know, the different levels of leads, right? You're, you're cool, you're cold, you're warms, right? You're, you're cools. They're not certain they're going to hire you. You're colds next year, you're warms. It's certain they're going to transact this year. What are you doing uh, in, um, you know, what's, what's in your repertoire? What's in your, what's in your arsenal of tools to be in front of those people more than a monthly basis. And maybe it's not you, maybe it's just simple marketing things, things that are uh, of value. And I'm not talking like a calendar. I'm talking about like, you know, uh, you know, case Schiller report, broker metrics, type of supply and demand, pricing analysis, something that's going to really add value to them. Um, you could do it for buyers and you could do it for sellers. Uh, there's so much um, there. And it's like that one or 2% that's going to actually get you over the edge and, and help you get that deal. So, you know, lead generation, as I said, it's probably the number one most important part of your business sure. for the agents out there, but um, you got to learn how to convert as well. You need to learn how to close. You need to learn how to write contracts to win the contracts. You got to know when it's a buyer's market, it's a seller's market. You need to know when a price high and a price low. Um, same with your offers. And uh, I didn't come in with the right offer and um, so many different things out there. And that's, what, you know, we are continually having conversations with about, well, I'm coaching all the coaches, right? And I coach a handful of agents, but uh, that's what I'm always working with our coaches on and, and, uh, and calibrating. That's the other thing is, you know, I, I, met, I met a great producer. It's, this guy's, you know, does $25 million of volume a year. And I asked him, I said, you know, how much volume are you going to do next year? And he said, oh, I don't know. I'm, I'm guessing I'll do this. I said, can, can you show me? He, he said, no. And that's why we created that software that we have because, you know, majority of our agents, probably 85% of our agents use our uh, software. The other 15% that don't are, are probably the typical ghost agents that, you know, yeah. they, they yeah. happen everywhere. They come in, they sign up, but you don't see them. You know, you would look into their snapshot and it'll tell you what their business looks like next year. Important. And, and you can do it. You know, on, on some other CRMs, you can do it on an Excel spreadsheet. Um, but it's important because it affects your mindset. And when we're coming right now into the holiday season um, and things start to slow, yep. they are slowing. I mean, it's busy. Uh, but, you know, you're going to start seeing this 50% drop in business. It only lasts for two, three weeks, but that has an impact, right? But it's nice to have that that uh, that forecast, that that crystal ball into what your business looks like. How much volume is that? How much is that buyers? How much is that sellers? Click on it, that's who they are. Click on it, that's who they are. And then they have a tool or resource to go back. And, you know, like for everybody listening here, and I think I mentioned this in the last podcast with Peter, um, we should all be taking stock in our relationships right now when it's slowing down, especially especially your previous buyers last year <clears throat> and also the year before. And if you get one thing out of this, 
podcast today, I encourage everybody here to look at everybody who purchased the home through you this year. I'm not talking about selling. I'm just talking about buying side right now. Um, and write them a note and just say, during the holiday season, holiday season, I was thinking about you. I remember this uh, and finding that home and the first moment we walked into it to the closing table. And I just want to say, I hope you enjoy your first holiday season there. I'd love to connect with you after the new year. All Ryan. And, you know, rewind that and write that down and send that out. That is where your referrals are going to come from. I mean, your referrals are going to come from your network. And everybody in your network knows at least four people who buy or sell a home. Now, the question is, are they aware? Right? So 16% of your network is going to transact every year. So you have 200 people in your network. That's 32 potential transactions. If they buy and sell, that's now 64 potential transactions. That's 16%. But the other... Uh, 84%, we're doing math right. The other 84% of your network knows four people who are buying or selling a home. Well, the people who are aware of it are most likely the people who transacted in the past year. So, you know, I see sometimes, you know, well, let's let's say it on a trend. Uh, so this thought. So when you have buyers, right, that transacted with you last year, stay really close to those buyers. Um, you're going to get a, a good kick in your business, a good boost of referrals from those people who purchase a home because they're aware of the four to five other people in their network that are buying. They say, my, my realtor is my friend and he was amazing. She was awesome. Give her a call. Guys, that's incredibly important. That's what your business is based on. It's based on referrals. And you're basically referrals from your network. And then, um, you know, we get, you know, what we call burned in this business where they hire another agent, right? And I tell all of us, myself included, my wife who sells real estate, it's because you didn't keep in touch with them. It's why they hired somebody else and, um, and you didn't treat it like a business. And I mean, you didn't treat it like a business. I mean, your communication patterns and your communication behaviors. Look, when we tell you to be in touch with 10 people a day, that's what we're saying. That's, that's, a, that's your business. You know, that's not like a onesie, twosie thing you hear at a seminar. It's like, treat it like a business. Be involved and notate it. Somebody just tell me, like, I don't like to record it. Well, then you're not doing your job. I just, that's fine. You know, you don't have to, you can do what you want. But if you want to be like this group over here, I highly recommend you record it because how are you going to know four weeks from now who the hell are you communicated with? You right. won't. Right. Then you're, you know, you're on accident. You're not on purpose, right? Um, but to the agents who said that, you know, we get burnt, going back to that point. There are people in your network that have bought or sold a home that didn't use you. The people who purchased a home that didn't use you, don't burn the bridge. Send them a nice note. Hey, I was just thinking about you. And you guys are spending your first holiday season in your new home. And I just want to wish you all the best. And you just, you know, something like you just came across my mind. Just think about you. I know you guys bought your new home. I hope you are loving the first holiday season. You know, what do you think they're going to do when they get that note from you? And they don't get that note from the agent that represented them when they purchased the home. Who do you think those referrals are going to go to? I'd rather take four referrals than from that get person and get that one transaction. I'd like to get all five. I'd rather get four referrals in that one transaction. And you know, we have a tendency to be short-sighted, short-sighted and term. And that's an expression I've said it on the podcast and I read it somewhere else. Everything that I'm telling you guys here, I've read somewhere. Um, but, um, you know, we overestimate what we can achieve in a year and we underestimate what we can achieve in a decade. 
We overestimate what we can achieve in a year and we underestimate what we can achieve in a decade. My company is truly probably eight to nine years old. I mean, I got in the business in 2005. It was really in 2010, I thought I wanted to start growing my real estate company. In 2012, I said, I'm going to commit to growing this real estate company. I'm going to leave sales. I'm going to dedicate all my time. You know, eight years later, you know, we're, we're approaching a billion dollars of sales this year uh, amongst all 14 of our offices. You know, two years ago or two years after in 2014, it wasn't like that. I think we had our first quote unquote summit in 2014 where we had 60 guests. And uh, this year we're flying 60 people down to Cabo for their uh, Black Key Award and their Sapphire Circle Award. Um, but I was, you know, uh, long term minded. I was I had a, a vision and I wasn't focused on immediate gratification. I'm impatient. I'm, I'm incredibly impatient, incredibly anxious. I got a lot of issues I could tell you guys about. I have all the issues that you have because um, we all share it. I'm you and you are me. It's all the same. We're all battling the same mindset issues. Um, but, you know, give yourself a chance. Continually repeat that to yourself that we overestimate what we can achieve in a year. We underestimate what we can achieve in a decade. And, and remember the biggest reward, and, and this isn't some, you know, phony baloney bullshit I'm saying. The true reward is the journey you're on and, 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 and the person you become, right? Who I am now is, is not who I want to be a year from now. I hope I continually grow. And who I was eight years ago is not the guy that's talking to you right now. Um, I've learned so much. I learned a lot from my failures, but I learned more from getting up and, and pushing through. I've been punched in the gut. I've, I've been stabbed in the back. I've been, all those things have happened to me that's happened to everybody else. Um, but I've made the decision to learn from it. And it is really that, that, that book that uh, Angela Duckworth wrote uh, called Grit. Uh, guys, it's a, it's a wonderful, wonderful read that um, you should read and then you should pass it along to somebody that you care about, a child, somebody that you love, a family member, explain to them like, this is really what success is about in life. And success isn't defined just on money and income, it's, it's defined on a whole, a whole variety of things. And, and she covers this in the book. Um, have you read Grit? I have. I have. I went on another tangent, and so I forget what that's okay. Actually, I think your microphone, um, you, your mic's good, but um, we're hearing an echo. So can you check your computer? Because I think the the um, speaker changed because I'm now hearing myself coming through. I'll tell you what it is. It's these. Ah. So. There we go. There. Much better. So everyone just hang tight while we figure this out. Yeah, but I can't hear you now. Oh, you can't hear me Technical at all? difficulty. No, I can't hear you. So I think what I'm going to have to do is me. Yeah, that's fine. Now do you hear an echo again? I Nope. We're good. Okay. These new AirPod Pros, they're great. I have them as well. Yeah. Do you have this issue with your AirPod Pros? I, I have some connection issues. Yeah. Yeah. I'm having this echo issue all the time and it's huh. these things. And I don't know if there's a reset. So... Was I just jumbling along with a bunch no, of- No, 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 no. You sounded fine. I just, whenever I talked, my my voice was coming through. So I just wanted to, to but no, I, I think everything you said was was really helpful. Specifically, you know, the, the idea of just everything's habits. Every, everything is, is endurance and disciplines. Yeah. And, and 
and, and you know, anybody this is, can do this. That's yeah. the one thing I try to get across to everybody. Anybody can do this. The biggest battle is yourself. Yeah. And, and this is also the time of the year to get really honest. And if you struggle with accountability, which by the way, most of us do, um, you do, I do, all of us do and in some capacity, we're good. We're, it's easy for us to stay consistent with certain parts of our life and other parts of our life that are not, you know, something we like to do or something that's enjoyable, we're going to put off and, and we're not going yeah. to hold ourselves accountable. And that's why having a coach and, and having you know, people around you that, that can keep you on track. Um, of course they can't do the work for you, but, uh, when you have accountability, I would love to see statistics around just accountability in general, because it's just gotta be amazing, um, for production, um, for, for any type of production, um, whether you're in real estate or, or you're an athlete, but, um, having somebody that just says, you know, you're supposed to do this now, even if it's, I'm, you know, you wake up today and, oh, I need, I know, I now need to, you know, reach out to 10 people in my database and I well, won't go to bed until I do that. And that's one of the pros for a team, right? And even the team leaders that sometimes I say, I'm like, boy, you are doing all of this. You're working harder with this quote unquote, I don't, this team that you have and you're not really earning it. But, but on the flip side is that team leader has accountability because that team leader is responsible yeah. for those agents. <clears throat> so you know, um, but you don't have to do that. I mean, right. it, 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 some people are made for it. Some people must do that. It might, it, it's, it's the best thing for them to do that, but it's, it, it really comes down to, um, and you'll see teams are successful because of that. It's because of the structure and, you know, get in coach, get an environment, get where you're meeting with somebody regularly and you're going over and guys, you're going to go over the basics. Um, you know, it, it's sometimes everybody comes to coaching. They want to learn a new trick. Um, and you know, you know, you watch Tiger Woods practice, you know, 10,000 swings, you know, with it's, he's not doing, you know, tricks with his five iron or not. He's just doing the same he's muscle memory yep. is what he's trying to get. And that's why he and Phil and everybody else are so excellent. I think I'm back in my dates of the best golfers. Who was it? Dustin Johnson this year. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. That one the yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know. I actually, yeah. funny enough, uh, just as a quick aside, I had tickets to the masters this year, uh, or no, yes, this, th well, they, they, I don't think, you know, they didn't allow, but I actually yeah. was selected for the lottery. And then I, uh, it's like the one year I've been trying to get tickets every year and this year I yeah. got it and then they didn't have it. So they yeah. couldn't go. Yeah. yeah, but but you're absolutely year. right um, about you know, and I you know, talking about teams and teams are so you know talked about these days, and and I'm starting to think I wonder if a lot of times you talk about the structure of a team and having some accountability and having a leader that you can go to, oftentimes is probably great for brokerages who really don't want to do a lot of coaching or training. Well, that's why you see a lot of brokerages promoting teams. It does yeah. take a huge burden off the off of a brokerage. You know, there are brokerages that write books about a team and it makes sense because that's how their business model is, is set up. It's that multi-level marketing type of uh, model and, and the team environment takes a tremendous amount off. Um, and we have teams here. We've got big teams here. Um, it just depends. It's, it's, you got you to gotta explore what you want and what you're looking for. Um, but yeah, that team, leader, that team leader takes on a big burden. Yeah. And oftentimes I imagine a lot of you know, individual producers that get to a level where they feel that they should start building a team, then they find themselves interacting a lot less probably with clients, with their customers when they well, find, they might find they may or may not want that. 
You know, it, yeah, exactly. I have a, I have a, uh, an agent that we are starting to build a team uh, from, and um, you know, the reason we're starting a team is because uh, he'll sell sixty-seven units this year, um, and 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 he just, you know, just hit twenty million dollars, sixty-seven units, average price points to something and uh, physically can't handle it anymore. And, um, but he's a pro at live flow. Um, A lot of teams out there, uh, team leaders start teams because they want other people's sphere of influences in there. (laughs) Sure. Other people's networks in there. I'm like, that's not the best mindset to go about it. You should go about it where you have too much business. You need to hand it off and then you're going to coach them to do what you've done. And that's yeah. how your business grows. And so I've seen people go about it at different routes. I think it's one of those things um, that agents who are looking for teams to be on teams, you really have to uh, uh, ask the right questions and, 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 and check the business. And where is the majority of the business coming from? And again, you know, um, if the majority of the business is coming from a network, I think you're joining a great team. If the majority of business is coming from uh, Zillow purchase ad weeds, or there's just not the business there, the team leader might be looking to get you on their team just to get into your network and to help them grow their business as well. So, uh, and I didn't mean to make this, this podcast about that. Um, but those are things, there's a lot of important questions that you need to ask about if you're going to start a team, why you're starting a team, or if you're going to get on a team, why you're getting on a team, who is the team leader and what is their why? And I think probably the vast majority of the reasons why new agents will join an existing team. Well, there's, I guess, probably two major reasons, but one is going to be lead generation. If that team is promising, you know, in whatever way they're going to distribute leads down to the new agent, there's obviously that promise, which solves a tremendous fear for a new agent going, how do I build this business? You know, how do I do this? Well, we'll, we'll help solve that for you because we have an overflow of leads. And, And I would encourage everyone who's exploring those options to just be cautiously, um, be cautious about that because a lot of teams will promise all sorts of things, um, which may or may not turn out to be true. Um, the other reason that people might want to join a team is is for probably the 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 best reason of all is mentorship and coaching. And yeah. you know, if that's something that your current firm isn't offering um, in and of itself, with all the fees you're paying them, then yeah, maybe it does make sense to look at another firm or a team. Um, but if you're looking just to solve the lead issue. Um, and, and again, not everyone is good at lead generation, but you can learn that skill. And it's really, yeah. as Ryan has said time and time again, it's about relationship building. And if all you ever did was deepen the existing connections you have, and, and if Ryan's numbers are accurate with the, hey, 16% of the people you know are going to transact in the next 12 months, well, you are going to get more of those deals if all you focus on yeah. is, is deepening those relationships. And by the way, closing 15 deals in your first couple of years is a pretty good year for a, a newer real estate agent um, or adding. 15 or 16 more deals to your existing year production is really good. And, and it's going Closing to- Closing 15 it, deals if your average price point is $500,000 is a hell of a year. Yeah. If you're a 10-year veteran in it as well. It depends on your price point and where you are. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So it's one of those things where, you know, we, we, we sort of circle back to always to habits, you know, and 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 not operating from fear. If you're, if you're somebody who's an agent and you're struggling right now, well, 
you know, our heart goes out to you. You're not alone. Lots of people are struggling. And usually the struggle is related not to circumstance, but to habit, uh, the yeah. disciplines. And, right. and yeah, circumstances are going to knock you down in the moment. Ryan has been through them. I've been through them. I've, I've had a lot of uh, similar experiences, Ryan, that you've had. And at the same point, I can still wake up every day and decide what I want to, what I'm going to do that day. Um, and I can, you know, it starts with like what I eat for breakfast and starts with like, okay, what do I have to do for work? And, and, and a lot of that stuff doesn't come naturally to me. So I have people that help me with that. And they're not, they're, they're not assistants that do it for me. They're people that go, did you do this today? Um, and if I didn't, then they'll say, okay, well, why don't we do that tomorrow? And, um, you know, I still ultimately do everything. And most realtors out there who, who are practicing, they're doing most everything themselves too. But having somebody that can just help guide you along the path and, and check in with you. And, and like you were saying, for some of your top producers who are, you know, their habits, um, you know, aren't as, aren't as uh, significant, they're, they're not as disciplined as they once were, you can then say to them, hey, let's refocus on that. And let's see what happens. Yep, exactly. So um, I, I think DJ, that kind of wraps up for today. I think what we're going to cover yeah, and and wraps up for the year as well. So so this was oh a, a what what an That's interesting right. 20, 2020. and um you know it's it's one of those things where where we know that there's a lot of agents that this maybe was their best year they've ever had, and we know a lot of agents where this was a really challenging year to, to for real estate. And I will and Ryan and I will both tell you the difference between the people who flourished and who didn't. Generally speaking, some people could just get lucky, I guess, but most people just probably like you were saying had better habits, better disciplines. And twenty twenty one is the time to to you know cultivate some of those habits and and it, it's a marathon like you started saying at yeah. the beginning it's it's endurance and, and the you know yep go right. ahead well, and the people that got lucky just have generally probably a natural tendency to have a good network yeah. and, and 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 good you know social abilities and they might be more of the sharper uh closer where you know they're they're not going to ask for the sale they're going to assume the sale you know and uh those are two different skill sets that you can learn um and master um but those, again, those lucky people have some natural tendencies, but anybody can have them if you treat this like a business and you focus on that relationship building time five days a week. Um, and then all of a sudden you're going to find yourself the lucky one. And, yeah. uh, and that's what Angela Duckworth calls flow. Um, and that flow doesn't occur, you know, at the same time that you're doing what we call live flow. Right, Ninja calls life flow, being in flow with your network. Uh, that ten touches a day, uh, systematically five days a week. That's not. That's a different type of flow that Angela talks about. The flow is all of a sudden. I got, I got five active buyers I'm working with. I got seven. Um, I got seven uh, active uh, listings. That's flow. That's a different type of flow. That flow is a result of the grit of you yeah. doing the mundane activities day in and day out. And really, you need to do it for 24 consecutive weeks, 24 consecutive weeks to see the tipping point. Uh, and then you're going to experience that flow in your business. Yeah, it's it's always about this the small effort that is done consistently over time that generates the the, the big results. And and you're right that that snowball effect does happen, um, and it happens in other areas of life. It happens in relationships. It happens in health. It happens in finance, uh, and obviously in business as well. So let's all focus on habits uh, for for next year. And well, we should probably focus on habits forever. But it's a new year, new you, which is the the I'm sort of sick of that expression. But it is it is a uh, time to possibly reinvent yourself 
yourself and you don't have to reinvent in a big way. Just try to add one or two small habits. And if you say, well, okay, you know, my goal is to get an extra 30 sales over the next year. Okay. Well, how many touches do you need to do a day to get, you know, to reasonably, you know, uh, again, what you're really saying is how do I deepen more relationships so that more people think about me so I can get 30 additional sales? Well, uh, that's going to be about, you know, making sure that you're staying top of mind by staying in touch. And it's, it's, it's not difficult, uh, but it, it, no, it is difficult. It's simple, but difficult. So just like working out, it's simple. We all know what to do, but, but doing it's the hard part. And if you can just get yourself to do it. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. It's the endurance. Exactly. Awesome. Well, what a great way to wrap up 2020. Uh, congratulations to Deerful Properties and and all and and uh, all your other businesses and all the success you, you guys had. Um, and thank you from uh, behalf of the audience for for being on for for years now. Um, uh, you know, you are um, always here. You're you're uh, very loyal to the show. We appreciate that. And um, hopefully, we'll have some even big things to announce next year uh, with some additional endeavors that you're you're interested that you're uh, involved in. So we definitely keep the audience abreast of that. Um, so, uh, yeah, we will see everybody, of course, uh, you know, we'll keep, we're going to keep going And by the way, this podcast is, is, is a true measure of endurance. It, it is, uh, it is not something that I, I did once did one episode and, and it, I mean, I think I had, right. I don't even know how many people listened to the first one, maybe four. Um, <laughs> and, uh, that was about it. And so here now we have tens of thousands of listeners and it's not because I'm particularly a good host and, and it's not you because we host. get, well, I appreciate that. Thank you. Um, but it's, I'm not such a good host that I'm winning all these people over, but I'm just putting out consistent content. Um, I'm trying to get better. We're, we have great guests like Ryan on, uh, you know, regularly, and then all of our one-off guests as well. Um, you know, we're, we're getting better guests uh, and not even better guests, but we're getting even bigger guests uh, constantly now. And again, I've been doing this for four or five years now, and it's just a consistent thing. And it, it doesn't make me special. I can just somehow get myself to do this. And Everyone who's listening can add any of these sort of disciplines into their life and, and you'll see some big, big results. Uh, but it does take a while. So I, I wish life was a sprint, but it, it, it seems to be the marathon. Um, I do, I, I'd be much, uh, life would be a lot, well, it probably wouldn't be easier if it was a sprint, but uh, it seems like it would be easier. So um, we'll continue running the marathon. Um, Ryan, thanks again. And for everyone who's listening, if you are in the Chicagoland area, if you're in Michigan, Indiana, or Wisconsin, Daple Properties would love to chat with you. If you're not getting that coaching or the support, or you're just looking for a change, um, you know, give them a call, give them a, a ring or, or shoot over to their website, daprilproperties.com, see what they're all about. You know, one of the cool things that, that they do that really, I mean, I obviously don't know how every firm in the Chicagoland area operates because Ryan and I are both sort of Chicago based. Um, but uh, most of the firms I know do not do what DAPL Properties provides for their agents, which is a lot of the marketing um, and a lot of the coaching. Uh, you know, a lot of firms promise those things, but DAPL Properties actually delivers it. And that's why they've become so successful. So if you're interested in looking to see what other firms offer, DAPL Properties is a good, good bet. And then find them on dapleproperties.com. Um, or just message our show. We can get you in touch with them as well. And uh, and also for everyone listening, before you go, please tell a friend. That helps us continue to grow. Think about one other agent that could benefit from hearing this coaching moment episode with Ryan. Send them a link to our, our show, even if they're not in the real estate business, but they just want good coaching because they're in some sort of uh, industry 
maybe it's mortgage uh, or, or, or real estate or financial services or anything where, where they are looking to grow their business or they're just an entrepreneur and, and, are, and are struggling um, or, or just want to take it to the next level and send them a link to this episode. We appreciate it. Uh, Ryan, we will see you in 2021. Thank you. Uh, thanks for consistently being on our show. Thanks, CJ.